Meteorologist Malcolm Byron. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings and welcome in to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on a Wednesday morning, February 8th, 2023. Glad to have you with us. It's 25 degrees right now in the capital city, and yeah, we got another one of those days. Holy cow. 54 today. Forecast high. After we get a couple of days where it's cooling down and then back into the 50s for Saturday and Sunday and then uh, really close to it Monday through Wednesday. Looks like we get back to a little bit more uh, winterish sort of highs on Thursday of next week. So we got another week plus of the good weather. Got a good show show for you today on a Wednesday morning. It is a What Chaps Your Ride Wednesday, so uh, we're going to have the opportunity for you to get it off your chest, whatever's driving you nuts, whatever's bugging you, uh, whatever uh, your family or friends, your coworkers may not want to hear you whine about, we will listen. So you can text in your What Chaps Your Rides to Rickstein Recognition Text Line at 402-479-1400. As we lead up to it, we'll take your calls at 710. And don't forget, you can also go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash LNK today. Uh, also, our sound off, we'll have Officer Chad in here, Morning Drive, count down the five things people are talking about today. Lincoln Symphony Orchestra joins us today to preview their next show, and John Bishop will be on with us as well. So that is what we've got going on today. I want to thank you to everybody who, uh, either regular listeners, non-regular listeners around the state, who uh, who took in and listened to, read the articles about our Matt Rule interview. Uh-huh. Uh, it has become, in 24 hours, one of our most listened to pieces of content on the air or online at KLIN of all time. So a uh, big thank you to all of you for all the nice words on that. And uh, thanks to Coach Rule for joining us yesterday. Uh, that was uh, that was a good time. If you have not yet heard it, you can go to KLIN.com uh, and still catch it. Uh, got to got to a lot of things that were kind of making news everywhere yesterday. Uh, his thoughts on on the program, the f- first couple of months of his job here, uh, what the future holds, the quarterback situation, his assessment of the team, all of those sorts of things. And so had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, let's jump into the things making news. And, Mark, we... We kind of thought there was a chance you would have a little bit of uh, a, a little bit of not only drama but police activity going on on the site of development near Wilderness Ridge yesterday, and that in fact did end up being the case as you just reported. Yeah, five arrests, I believe, were the was the total for trespassing. Uh, peaceful, you know, there was no uh, no injuries reported. So, but that uh, project uh, uh, there near Pioneers Park. Uh, Pioneer, uh, what is it? Pioneer uh, Wilderness Park. Wilderness Park. Yes. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that you know, about as expected. Yep. Uh, five people posted bond quickly after that, as I understand yep. it. Uh, and, and the bottom line of this whole thing appears to be that there's not a there, there's not a compromise to be had that is going to make all parties no satisfied uh, at this point. I think that kind of kind of is what is uh, what has become clear over the course of the last couple of days there were attempts at doing that there were attempts at um adjusting the development 
plan to make there, it less intrusive. And there were there were changes to the original plan. Yeah, right. So, changes to the so. original development plan to to make it less intrusive, but. There there were still attempts happening by those who opposed it, hoping to get in front of the zoning board. Uh, the city essentially said it's not really in that, that board's dominion to veto the decisions that have already been made by the city council and the mayor. And so that is going forward. And now if there are interruptions to the development there, you'll have most likely additional arrests going on and um, it's 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 going to be a I don't know if stalemate is the right word because it's not a stalemate because they are going to go forward with this whole thing but a stalemate in terms of a meeting of the minds between the two entities here um, and and what what happens exactly and it and it boils down again to the question of the the, the land when it is in you know it is properly transferred and owned. Um, by this from this uh, another entity to the developer and you don't have the 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 ceremonial grounds that are on that land but near that land and what kind of an impact they would have and i think the position of the people who are still protesting is that well look there are a lot of dis- zoning decisions that are made that say hey we're we're cognizant of what's happening happening adjacent or nearby uh, that the that piece of land that's happening happens all the time with zoning and you make decisions on what's allowed and what's not allowed based on the adjacencies to that we've we've had plenty of discussions like that and so that should be happening here uh, the city has said look it's it's in the develop developers right the zoning is what the zoning is right now this is something that they can do under the zoning um, and and with with those though there's just there's not another bridge that gets those two sides closer on this whole thing and um that is going to that that's going to result in a situation where you've got like like you pointed out where you've got people who are protesting and they're going to end up uh being being arrested going forward we'll see if there's more of that or if this was something that's just going to happen at the beginning of this thing but it's a, you know it's just an or- unfortunate situation overall because i don't you know what what is the solution at this point is is should the city be coming in and just saying look this is just not a place for commercial development because of the nature of this area not the land itself but the area in general um yeah and it's it's, uh, you know there's 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 just not much more there in terms of the the toolbox for how to how to take care of this situation and make everybody happy and sometimes everybody isn't happy and that's right. what you're going to have right now. And the, the the Native American site of the sweat lodge and the the ceremonial is is not on this property. It is across the road. Um, that property uh, has been allowed to be used by the owner of that property, but across the road, I believe it was the uh, Catholic diocese that owned that land yep. for uh, that's been developed, then sold to Manzito uh, mm-hmm. Development. And so all of that process, and there was no attempt to to buy a portion of that or or discuss with them at that time. And uh, so, you know, yep. pretty much it, it it meets the needs for a growing Lincoln in the uh, southwestern part of the city. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, and I suppose you can look at it and say, hey, you know, they're they're just out of luck for that thing. That feels a little callous. Um, but, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's like I said, I don't uh, I don't think there's any particular joy in this situation. Um, you've got to make a decision that is going to make somebody unhappy. 
on this whole thing, and the city did that, and uh, that's where we are right now. And we're expecting a demonstration this afternoon at the Capitol, a little different sort of demonstration, but that's as LB uh, 574 uh, goes before the Health and Human Services. And which one is that, for those who don't know? That is commonly known as the Let Them Grow Act. Okay, so is this the... It would prohibit the performance of gender-altering procedures for individuals oh, yes. under the age of 19. Yeah. Natalie Weiss was uh, Commander Jack's guest yesterday on uh, Drive Time Lincoln, and uh, that was uh, discussed at length. Yeah, I heard that was an interesting. I, I didn't get a chance to hear that. I talked to um, some people who did, and that was an interesting uh, conversation as well. Commander Jack does a Commander Jack does a good job on that issue in in sort of I think bringing in a lot of voices and and saying what he's got to say and and uh, having a having a, a decent dialogue on on those issues. You know, better than I've done on this show, frankly. Uh, with with that and he did that again last night and so if you're wondering about perspectives on that you can listen to the podcast of commander jack shows last night where he had i believe that natalie pod- on had podcast going up a little later this morning it'll yes. go up this morning in yeah. in uh one of the more <laughs> you might might say one of the more unlikely uh sort of friendships that's developed in yep. the uh, in the city over yep. the years i happen to be uh, natalie's been a regular guest on his show and and um credit to both him and, and and Natalie for continuing to to have have conversations on on these issues in places where these conversations are really not happening a lot of places. So I had the I credit uh, Commander Jack for that well, and Natalie. I, I was uh, producing that show yesterday, engineering producing, like yeah. Matt McMaster is doing for LNK today. Yes, there he is. So shout out, Matt. But it was an, it was uh, indeed a very uh, I, I would say not only informative but uh, deeply. Um, they went deep into the subject, let yeah. me put it that way. So, a good one. Another uh, hearing uh, will be this morning, 9.30, in the Government, Military, and Veterans Affairs Committee. And, Jack, I'm surprised you aren't planning on being there to uh, testify. Really? Why would I want to? Uh, it's LB-143, Tom Breezy's. Uh, LB-143 would implement year-round daylight saving time. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Being discussed today. Now, the Finally, bill would not. A non culture war issue. <laughs> bill would not okay. take effect until the federal government allows states to do so and until three neighboring states adopt similar year round oh. time legislation. Oh, okay. Well, but, you know, at least it's getting a hearing. So it seems like the momentum now, uh, if there would be a change, in, and you remember there was, wasn't it the Senate last March that. Uh, that did pass something on this, but that sort of died, right? Yeah. That's that's uh, in limbo uh, right now, and that was to go to, I believe, full daylight saving time. Yes, uh, you're uh, around. Uh, around the country, um, but that that is kind of died. I don't think that's going anywhere. It seems like the momentum, though, that I have heard, just in terms of you've got some organizations who are impactful on this issue, seems to be sort of like if you're going to change it go to full standard time mm-hmm. um, right it, i feel like i'm hearing a lot more of that over the course of the last few months when this is coming up and of course this will all ramp up again guys we're only a month away yep. we're only a month away <laughs> right Thank and by the goodness. Uh, by the way this uh this possibility uh either statewide uh, across the state or nationally did not come up was not part of the state of the union <laughs> what the the daylight saving, daylight saving yep. time yeah no there was Plenty of other, plenty of other stuff. As I understand, got to be honest, I, I did, did not uh, take the State of the Union in, but it was impossible to avoid 
what was happening in it uh, on Twitter. There were not enough words to mute for me on Twitter to be able to completely <laughs> stay away from it, even though I very much, I very much wanted to. So I do have, uh, I do have some sense of the uh, clown show that was going on in Washington D.C. and and scary uh, clown. And, and by the way, I uh, no, I'm not. I'm. When I say clown show, I'm not uh, picking on uh, one side at all. There's just clowns everywhere in this thing, in my opinion. So, you know, I clowns to the left, the, me jokers to the right. That's exactly that's that's a good point. I I listen. I know there are some of you, and I used to be this way. I think that that really kind of spend your day when you're intaking information or entertainment, or you're watching TV, or you're listening to the radio. Uh, or you're online and uh, you are intaking especially national politics stuff when all of the time when you can and i used to to be there to some degree i mean goodness i was a i was a political science major was fascinated with this stuff interested in this stuff i had opinions on these things i do still have some of those but i can't i can't do it anymore i absolutely I I don't know and uh, if that's me that's changed or what's hap- happening in Washington D.C. and and how people act has changed or if it's a combination of the two. But I I think just for my own sanity in life, I have had to put that way in the way in the back seat of the things that I'm interested in frequently. I don't know if anybody else feels like that or not. I know not everybody does. There the, there are people who are really passionate about what they'd like to see who they like, who they don't like, and they they kind of fuel that. They keep that burning with the constant intake of of information and opinions and all of those things. But I'll tell you what, I am I am burned out on American national politics and just the reality show of the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, it is it is it is hard. It is a it's a sad situation uh, for me, and that's not and again my whole life. My whole life in the, it was before I was born, and it will be in the future. You're going to have people who don't agree on policy, but it has gone so far beyond that into just these these bizarre cults of personality that don't even have to do with with policy a lot of, in a lot of cases, or there's no level of consistency on policy positions. There's no ability to discuss and and debate and coexist. I'm done with it. I mean, I just am, and and I it's it's a little difficult for me because I've got a job where, to some degree, that is that that's something I've got to be at least up to snuff on a bit because we talk about it because we're talking about the news is, and uh, even if we tr- we you know make this is a local show predominantly, those things are still going on. They are still in the news, and so I I try and still do what's necessary to understand and be aware of of what's happening, but. If I didn't have that, I think I might make a clean break and just get <laughs> seriously. Like what a you would have to I completely make, eliminate social media from your uh, life. That's well, I've compl- that's part of the reason I've completely uh, ple- uh, fa- uh, browsing Facebook is done for me. Mm-hmm. I don't don't do that anymore. Um, and in Twitter, for the most part, you know, you can. I have trimmed down in a lot of ways the kind of content that comes across my own feed. Uh, not perfectly, not completely. It's still some of it there, but I've really trimmed it down at this point. So I don't know if I'm the only one. You know, one thing, like or hate Ben Sass, right? Um, and and 
<laughs> there's plenty of people who don't like him, but he did. One thing he always said that resonated with me was that uh, there's a lot of people out there, more people than you realize, who don't make politics a part of their everyday life. That is just not, and and there are more people out there than Washington, D.C. realizes. And, and I think about that more and more all the time when he says that, because I think I'm becoming more and more of who he's referring to with that. So, uh, yes. So anyway, and then, uh, I'm glad, there's, there, I'm glad there's no arguments or discussions, uh, about right or wrong when it comes to, uh, coaching football. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I am excited because, you know, Nebraska basketball has a chance to get back on the court tonight and I, yeah. they're a big dog. They're a big underdog here tonight, but I've got that, that, Always elusive this time of year. Slight hope again that they gave me after <laughs> the Penn State game. You back like in? I know how this movie ends. If I'm being really honest, but it hasn't ended yet. And you go into Michigan and a team, a team and a opposing coach that I particularly don't really like. And who knows, guys? Who I know. Knows? I know what Hollywood has queued up for us here. But I've got tickets to the five thirty show, and we're going. It's exactly we're, we're going to go see again, what happens. I know, right? I've seen every movie in the series, and they've all ended the exact same way. But maybe this, maybe this is the version where the uh, the directors and the writers choose to end it. A give us way. a little, so, give us a little twist as and things sometimes, happen here. Sometimes, just that hope, that potential of that happening, is enough to fuel me a little while. So it will fuel me during the course of that. That and the sunshine will fuel me today. Ooh, yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah, mid mid fifties today. This has been great. This has made February a lot better. And as long as we can hang on, even if it's just until next Thursday, next Thursday is the sixteenth. Okay, so uh, as as we've said, now our day, Caleb, where we've described the official KLIN start of spring, is looking like one of the chilliest days that we're going to see over the course of two weeks. That's but- fine. That'll be all right. So it is. <laughs> All right, 626, we'll take a break. Caleb's got a full sports cast coming up next. You are listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Got an opinion on the latest Huskers game? Fire off with a voice message in the free KLIN app. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I'm meteorologist Malcolm Byron. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first, a heads up about what's coming up on the show today. Uh, Officer Chad here in 20 minutes. Coming up 710, what chaps you Wednesday. So plenty of time still for you to register your chaps at the Facebook page or on the text line. Uh, during the 8 o'clock hour, we will have Lincoln Symphony Orchestra joining us, plus 
John Bishop. And then a uh, couple of it's up for the next two days. Tomorrow, we uh, get back to Generation Collaboration at 710. And the tickets we are giving away are uh, another choice between Nebraska basketball tickets with a uh, could be a kind of a raucous game against Wisconsin. A bit of a yeah. rivalry. Last time Nebraska played Wisconsin, they ruined their senior night. You got a you got a Nebraskan on the team for Wisconsin, Chucky Hepburn, uh, in Chucky Hepburn, and so I think it could be a kind of a rollicking game there on Saturday at Pinnacle Bank Arena. And uh, yeah, we just we haven't had many haven't had many weekend games there, uh, and so it could, should be a nice day, nice afternoon people to get out so i think could be a good crowd there and a fun time plus we still have tickets to see journey and uh toto i don't know why i always want to say sticks because most of the concerts in lincoln involve sticks <laughs> but this is a toto you, you could just err on the side of caution I if mean, there's if there's a concert i'm gonna to guess sticks. sticks will be there i don't know that <laughs> they'll be performing i guess they're probably gonna be they're they're, they're the house somewhere. band actually yeah. that uh that they warm things up, warm about, warms up ahead of every... about six o'clock right <laughs> when the bar opens all right, uh, sound off time. Yeah, after my uh, after my long uh, long thoughts on politics in the United States, right now today, it's time to talk about the <laughs> State of the Union. Uh, for those of you like me who didn't watch it, you want a little short recap of what happened there and what happened with the response. Well. Here you go. President Biden pushing the idea of unity during his second State of the Union address while taking numerous digs at Republicans, blaming them for some of the country's top issues. Several of his comments sparking resounding boos from lawmakers, including the moment he claimed once again that Republicans want to end Social Security and Medicare. The president also touting what he calls economic achievements since he took office. Inflation has fallen every month for the last six months. Well, take-home pay has gone up. While Biden focused most of his 90-minute speech on the economy, he used less than 10 minutes to address major issues like China, the border, and crime. Yeah, it sounds like that thing was a, like a rowdy night at a comedy club there when the uh, when the headliners getting heckled and having a whole lot of back and forth with yeah. the uh, with the crowd. So that's what this thing is now. Fantastic. Uh, and then the response. Yeah, got both sides here. Both sides it up. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. The newish governor of uh, Arkansas gave the Republican response. Sarah Huckabee Sanders said, quote, in the radical left's America, Washington taxes you, lights your hard-earned money on fire, and you get crushed with high gas prices, empty grocery shelves, and children are taught to hate one another on account of their race. Dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. The newly sworn-in governor of Arkansas said she is focused on education and will announce a plan for her state today. My plan empowers parents with real choices. While she shared a story about serving as press secretary under President Trump, praising her former boss, she also said it's time for a new generation of Republican leaders. In Washington, D.C., Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Yeah, of everything that was said by anyone last night, either at the State of the Union or one of the responses, I think Bernie Sanders had a response, too, uh, we got a response to the response. The, the one, the one thing that was said that everybody can hold hands and have a kumbaya moment on and agree on is when she said, "It's no longer about parties, left versus right. It's about crazy versus normal." And everyone's like, "Yeah, they're the crazies." <laughs> to, the, the, Wait, the, the problem who is who are the crazies? Everyone thinks they're the normal. <laughs> Uh, all right. What else do we have uh, going on 
right now. Uh, balloon update. Ooh. China balloon update. They're okay. scooping the debris of the balloon out of the water, out, out of the South Carolina coast. You had, yeah, people who are going down there for an early spring break and they just want to, they just want to frolic in the water and they got to be like, Hey, we got, we got balloon pieces that are washing up here. Kids, get, keep your hands off that Chinese balloon. You don't know where that, Chinese balloon is bad. No better time to go to Myrtle Beach than exactly. early February. All right, now let's see what they found. Sailors have been gathering large chunks of what's left of the balloon from the water's surface. Navy and Coast Guard personnel have been using underwater drones to locate and map the debris field, and officials say divers have been in the water gathering what they can. As for that second balloon that was spotted flying over Latin America, China says it is one of theirs, but it's civilian. Reuters says Colombia's Air Force spotted it flying at about 55,000 feet and determined it wasn't a threat to their national security. Jill Nato, Fox News. Oh, so Colombia's not shooting the balloon down. Okay. Got it. Got it. Wasn't the balloon shot over Montana? It was shot over South Carolina. Oh, no! It was it was it was it, it, was fl- it flew over Montana. Oh, it was shot. Okay. Well, it was shot, shot over did. water space. Okay, uh, I thought off I- of the south. It was there, but it moved. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, then, then you've got this a, a weird offshoot. I don't know how much it's got directly to do with the the balloon thing, but having some, having some disputes in North Dakota of all places about whether or not to allow a Chinese business venture into one of the communities in North Dakota. And it's uh, dividing some of the people in the city to some degree. An embattled Grand Forks City Council voting unanimously to cancel the Fufang Corn Milling Plant Project less than a week after the Grand Forks Air Force Base sounded the alarm about the Chinese company and national security concerns. Concerns that residents of Grand Forks say in a heated meeting that the city council dismissed for months. So the Air Force did you a favor. But the worst thing about this is that you diss the citizens. You do not properly represent the citizens of Grand Forks, and we want you gone immediately. The council previously supported the Fufang plant that came with the annexation of people's private property and over $100 million in city funding. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. Number one, a dude in Grand Forks using the term diss. You diss the a, people. A, you, you t- what is uh, something I didn't have on my bingo card for today. I'm not sure I quite understand what the who what position those people had. They were sounded like they were citizens who were upset at the city council's decision to change their mind on this and go away from it. Uh, perhaps. And, well, I, I, it uh, sounded some, like some the, jobs that wouldn't be there. Perhaps. Well, it sounded like the the people of Grand Forks were against this for a while, but the city council, city council didn't didn't around. didn't okay. properly address so those concerns so until the saying, air force. Oh, now you do it. Yeah. Oh, now, now you come. Now around. the air because the air force said something, not because the people you represent said something. You know what? Go ahead, China. You uh, you can do all the surveillance you want in winter in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Okay, <laughs> get out and about. Right, have have yourself a blast out there walking around Grand Forks, uh, leaving the the corn the corn plant and just uh, the streets of Grand Forks. I'm sure you'll love it. You'll find out all kinds of things. That- How much uh, extra air does that balloon need for the the cold air? That's a good question. That is uh, that's a good question. Just a little, a little extra heat. 
Uh, CDC puts out a new poll. Uh, people have, you know, there were, there was some talk about banning menthol cigarettes a while back. Uh, remember, we had we had those discussions and going forward on that. And and there's some support on that, but is there support for the government, federal government, basically just saying, you know what? We are in a post-tobacco era. Tobacco mm. is no more a legal substance that you can buy in the United States. Maybe more than you think. The survey, published in the journal Preventing Chronic Disease, asked people if they would support a ban on menthol cigarettes and the sale of all tobacco products. 62% of people said they supported a ban on menthol cigarettes, and 57% were in favor of stopping the sale of tobacco products overall. More women were in favor of getting rid of the cigarettes and tobacco than men were, according to the survey. The CDC has warned for years, smoking and using tobacco products can increase your risk for diabetes, lung disease, cancer, and more chronic illnesses. Ted Lindner, Fox News. Interesting. I mean, that's higher than I would have expected yeah. that percentage would have been. That more. Yeah, I don't know. I, I because the, the the reality of it is, you've got a country that is also full of people who are addicted to nicotine. Yeah, and so I I guess the question is, like, you're just going to say, all right, you know, they're going to have to uh, if they're going to follow the law, they're going to mm-hmm. have to be done cold turkey, or are you really? You know, and of course, things are legal and approved by the FF, FB, uh, uh, whatever the federal government uh, in terms of products. You know, your the the gums that you can chew and the patches and those sorts of things. But would that mean more federal acceptance of the more commonly used? I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a lot of vape shops in Lincoln. Have you seen this? Do you know this? Just one. Or Have you two. seen this? Have you heard about the? I drove. I I had to take my daughter out to a volleyball game. Out at uh, out Spikes, out mm-hmm. of, at Spikes on Cornhusker Highway, uh, early Sunday morning. So it was still dark outside. Is it so nice in like, there? I've only ever been in the beach volleyball part. Uh, yeah, it's a nice little facility, and it's connected just to a, a big sports bar too. Well, I've so been in, I've been to the sports bar. Wait. I haven't seen into the in between athletic matches. Facility. You can go and get some some food and, and something to drink. But we drove there when it was dark, and from our house to uh to to Spikes, and especially on North Twenty Seventh. The amount of not only uh, vape slash they usually go together the mm-hmm. vape and CBD shops, but the way that they use the lights on those places when it's dark to draw visual attention to them. I mean, it looks like the Vegas Strip <laughs> on parts of North Twenty Seventh with those those light. I mean, some they got they got one on North Twenty Seventh that's been converted to from a bank that they have a drive through on. And the lighting on that thing, it feels like that's got to drain the power grid on Lincoln. <laughs> that thing's got to, you got to be able to see that thing from the Chinese weather balloon. It's crazy. It would be so. How, how bright these lights are. But, like, I, I legit wonder how how are all of these places staying afloat, mm-hmm. given the level of competition in that industry that is that has popped up? Demand I mean, must be that e- high. I, everywhere. Everywhere in multiple places. Again, North 27th, I bet I drove by from from O Street to Cornhusker. I bet I drove by seven of them mm-hmm. in in that period. So w- back back to the what the the sound was about potentially living in a post tobacco America. That would be so intriguing when you look historically at the different industries that uh, eventually you had the the railroad the, the industrial revolution. Well, one of the earliest reasons that Great Britain wanted to trade with the United States, yes, you, you had you had cotton and a lot of this driven by slavery, 
but you had the tobacco, the American tobacco mm-hmm. industry mm-hmm. really was a backbone for the American economy. And if we're to the, the point 250 plus years later that now we can go, oh, we might be completely beyond that being an industry at all. Right. That, that's wild right. to me. But you're always going to have, I mean, until you get rid of all of it, you're always going to have a generation, some portion of a generation that's yeah. hooked on nicotine. I mean, absolutely, essentially. And so do, do you start to imp- like truly embrace, if you do that, do you start to truly embrace the alternate forms as being a truly better option than than smoking, which they're all, I mean, there's it's so early, they've always been kind of tenuous mm-hmm. about those things. Um, it seems it like sucks. a really hard process. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that's coming around the, the bend real soon here on this thing. Uh, if going out for Valentine's Day, uh, how much are you going to have to put aside there on the old budget to give your special someone a nice little date on Valentine's Day? Well, depends how many eggs you're going to eat. <laughs> Several studies show Americans are ready to splash out, even if it means going into debt. For Valentine's Day 2023, with consumers expected to shell out around $26 billion, or according to the National Retail Federation, an average of $192.80 a piece for gifts for friends, loved ones, and even co-workers. That's up from $175.41 last year. A separate survey from LendingTree finds those who are in a relationship will spend around $187, even if it means going into debt. 27% of the couple said they will need to rely on credit cards and that it'll take at least two months to pay it off. Lillian Wu, Fox News. So apparently, apparently my wife and I are not in the uh, mainstream of the spending on Valentine's Day. No. Yeah. We're just going to be a little nicer to each other. Slightly not. No dishwasher arguments. That's going to be it. No loading the dishwasher arguments. That's how we show deeply in love. Uh, I'll be watching a men's basketball game on. Oh, yeah, there's a basketball game yeah. that night, isn't there? Yeah, we probably will, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm avoiding it, too. Don't have to worry about Valentine's Day if you don't have a girlfriend. That's so. also true. That's also true. It would be a regular day for me. Uh, you have a you have a Guyantines night out. What, what you can get together for well, what, I'd still call it, it Galentine's. Is it Thursday? Is that on? A get together with your best uh, gal pal. Yesterday, it's Tuesday. Okay, it's Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. I'll just I'll be in bed by twelve o'clock. Get up for this show. I mean, it's just a regular. I too will be in bed by twelve o'clock. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, my, that's my early bedtime. Not, not sure if you heard this. Super Bowl is uh, coming up on Sunday, but uh, and it's always sort of a narrative around the Super Bowl, all the all the crazy prop bets and the betting that happens on the Super Bowl. But like the coin flip, the length of the yeah, national anthem, those are always interesting. We did a we did a game. I wasn't putting down actual bets. We did a contest with my family. My daughter actually mm-hmm. wrote it. We looked up all the crazy prop bets, and we just had a. It was a fun way for people who don't care that much about the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like we were guessing the color of the Gatorade that was going to be we dumped should, on the. Coach. We should go through and do the that. first what uh, what the first commercial was going to be, what brand that it was for how long the national champion uh national anthem was what what was the first song that was going to be performed by by the, rihanna by, it'd be rihanna by, yeah, this year uh that was actually kind of fun so maybe we'll do that again this year but the thing about the bets is like there is way more way more legal betting around this year than even last year mm-hmm. for for the oh, super yeah. bowl 
With legalized sports gambling available in 32 states plus Washington, D.C., the American Gaming Association estimates 61% more Americans will bet on Sunday's Super Bowl than one year ago. Via survey by Morning Consult, the AGA said it expects Americans to wager $16 billion on Super Bowl 57, more than double its estimate for last year's game of $7.6 billion. This will be the first Super Bowl where fans at the game can place bets while there. Inside the Bet MGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium. Nice. First time it's estimated more bets will get made on the Super Bowl through traditional outlets online at sportsbooks or with bookies than casual bets on the wow. big game. That include office pools and squares contests. Jared Max, Fox Ooh, News. Squares contest. We used to do those. You ever done yeah. one of those? Yeah. You get you put was zero through nine at the top and the bottom, and you buy a square for. We did it for twenty five cents, and and then every quarter there was a prize on the last digit of each team's number. It really changes the way you watch a football game. You're like I'm, they got to get a touchdown in the next forty seconds and miss the extra point. You got to have that. Do you remember on the World Series they were taking bets for what every pitch That's would crazy. be? Yeah. Are are they going to do something like that for the for each play? And if you're in the stadium and it, you have to get it in before they snap it, and you're like, oh, they're in three deep on third and long. I'm going to take plus yep. six on the rush. Yep. All right, that's it for your sound off. Got Officer Chad in the building. We'll talk to him coming up next. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. When you're thinking Huskers. We're making a catch at the 10. Five. That is eight. They done it. And now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when you come? All right. Yes, welcome back to Officer Chad. Uh, not going to have to spend Super Bowl Sunday breaking up after this year, breaking up any huge uh, illegal gambling rings since the casinos are going to be open in town True. after this True. year to I, I open don't, these up. I don't know that we've ever broken up a whole lot of... I was going to say, yeah, do you, do, you ever, do you ever remember a call for illegal gambling <laughs> tape play taking place that you had to respond to? There was a co-worker that took an assault call, and he ended up writing everybody for illegal gambling for a garage poker night. Officer Quant, um, somebody was unhappy about not winning. Oh man! And the so, whole place ended up getting tickets. Oh no! <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I would never be. <laughs> listen, I would never be. I can't imagine somebody would have ever done that. So that's I, it, that's unthinkable. A garage poker? Yeah, game? a garage poker. I would game. never. Do I don't that, know how personally. that even works. I know. I don't. Bleh. I, is the illicit just, garage gambling I, or circuit a big thing in Lincoln? I, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's a big thing, but I mean, we're t- you know, this is like uh, one dollar yeah. anti Texas Hold'em. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I honestly uh, don't think we've really had that much of a problem. That's I was good. hoping you were going to get a call for it. I didn't get my five dollars back for my basketball bracket. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I again, I don't know of any calls like that. That would be great. Everybody though. was supposed to pay up before tip off of the first <laughs> game, and I still haven't gotten a Venmo from the. These three people. I was wondering if you could pay him a visit. Don't rough him up, but just pay him a Here's nice Tim's visit. address, and let me, I'll tell you, he's got weak knees. You know, something <laughs> tells me we're kind of leaning towards, you know, the bookie and, and, <laughs> And and the the heavy part of this, so yeah, no, I we don't see those a whole That's lot. That's good. That's good. I'm glad you gave able to <laughs> to deal with the uh, more pressing stuff for police matters. What are we working on this week for Crime Stoppers? Uh, the first one is bike path bonanza. This one's pretty significant theft. 
uh, Inspire Media Productions, media production company at 66 and 0, had a trailer full of gear stolen from their parking lot. Now, the video we got from this shows the suspect used a Mopac bike trail, my favorite bike trail, uh, drove over it with what looks to be an older white Chevy pickup with maybe some darker or blacked out wheels. Um, hooked up this trailer, drives off. It had one of those crane camera things on it. Uh, the camera and crane itself was worth about $30,000. The trailer was valued at 14000 There was a bunch of other stuff. Uh, the, the total loss here was about fifty-five dollars to $60,000. Uh, an officer has recovered the trailer at about 23rd and Sumner. We're still looking for the suspect and the vehicle. I do want to mention that the very last picture on this story is not the actual vehicle. It's just what we think what it, it probably like. looks like. All right. All right. Uh, what else are we working on? Uh, the next one is tool bag. Uh, citizens said they were working on a building at about 13th and Lincoln Mall. And this kind gentleman just walked up, grabbed the red, looks like a Milwaukee tool bag, and walked away with it. Wow. Yeah. Right in downtown Lincoln, huh? Yeah. Hard to believe, uh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. Check it out, LincolnCrimestoppers.com. If people have information on this, uh, how can they help? You can get a hold of us at LincolnCrimestoppers.com or call in an anonymous tip at 402-475-3600. All right. Thanks very much, Chad. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, All right. Guys. All right. Uh, we got to grab a break ground. We've got 28 degrees in the capital city. we got What Chaps Your Hide coming up next. Phone lines will be open up in 10 minutes. It is 7 o'clock on KLI in Lincoln. From the moment. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. It's time to get it off your chest with What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Call or text the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400 to tell us what's chapping your hide. It is time we have found that over the years that we give people a weekly opportunity to tell us that little thing that gets under their nerves, even if it seems minimal, even if it seems like a first world problem. That we, uh, we, we, we found that our listeners, they do that, and then they end up having a better day, having a more productive day. They're kinder to people, and they make the community a better place. And so we keep it going. It's our community service to the city of Lincoln. So whatever that little thing is that you had this week or in the past weeks that bugged you, got under skin, chapped your hide, if you will, we don't know what that is. Give us a call right now, 402-479-1400 on the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline. And uh, we will start today on the phone lines, if I can find my glasses, with... It's Debbie. Debbie. All right. Thank you very much, Debbie. You are uh, first today. What's going on, Debbie? 
Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Hello. Now, do you remember of how I had so much trouble opening that Ziploc yeah. bag? Yeah. I even brought you one. Yes, I there do. Must, there must be something about bags that I can't get open because I have three dogs, and so I buy all these different bags of dogs. Oh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> yes, 100%. They have those little tabs at the top, little notch where you're supposed to pull, tear it across. I could never get that thing to tear across. <laughs> so I end up getting a pair of scissors mm-hmm. and I cut it off. And then those sides are stuck together so tightly that I can't get them open. I've even taken an X-Acto knife and tried to put <laughs> in between there. Well, not open. So I cut a little more with the scissors. Still open. Cut a little more with the scissors. Still can't get those sides apart. So finally, I just take the scissors and cut underneath that little zipper portion, and then I have it open. But yes. it's so frustrating. Yes. Uh, yeah, I've got that. And and then I will add to that when we're talking about dog bag products. Uh, when, when You know, you're supposed to, and I'm, I'm a good dog owner now. I take my dog for a walk, and I've got the little poop bag that I that I take along with me. And, and trying to... Like, we got a dispenser at the top of my dog's leash. You pull it out, you get that thing open. But trying to get that thing open... Yeah. Uh, yes. When you're when your dog when your dog has just done his business and wants to keep walking, and then lately I've had gloves on, and mm-hmm. that's obviously a no go when you're doing that. So you so here I am. I've got I've got my gloves taken off. Right. I've got it's freezing cold in my hands. Hasn't been lately, but it has been earlier this year. Dog. My dog is still young enough that he's not well trained enough that he'll just sit there and wait for me. I'm trying to get him not to step in his own poop during this whole thing. Uh, And then, you know, trying to get that thing open. Usually I found it works if you do lick the tip of your finger, Mm -hmm. but you got to have the right side to do that, too. That's the other yes, thing. I always have the wrong side on that. Oh my! System. That is a it is a five minute process for me mm-hmm. to actually get yep. that whole thing done with my. And then all I'm doing is smelling poop and licking my fingers, and that doesn't yes. look good. Yeah, and then uh, and then picking it up out of the snow is another thing yeah. as well because you get a handful of snow with it, and mm-hmm. and then sometimes they're flimsy enough that a part you'll get a little rip in the bottom, and uh. that's a disaster. <laughs> Dog life. It's hard. It's hard, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? But we love it. We love them. Come yeah. on. We know you love them. We moderately dogs. like it, yes. The majority okay. of us do, Debbie. <laughs> Thank oh, you, I Debbie. I appreciate it. Okay. Can I Bye-bye. can I can I throw my chap in there sort of on that same type yeah. of bag opening thing? Yeah, bag opening is a big one generally, yes. The ones that drive me just about bonkers. Would you say it, they chap your hide? Yes. Are the ones in the produce section yes. of grocery stores? <laughs> 100%. It's the same exact scenario as the dog yes. poop bag. Yes, and I don't. And it should be obvious because you're ripping, you're ripping it off, and the part that you're ripping is the bottom, right? Right. I assume that's the bottom. But there, it. But just, somehow I'll I'll start to open it, and I'll realize, well, maybe yeah, this isn't the bottom, right? Maybe it's not. Maybe the other side is the bottom. And I'll go back and forth, and I'm just dying to buy some uh, stinking green peppers here at this yeah. point. And you, I, there have been times I just gave up. Yeah, I'll just well, set them in my car yeah. and just, I mean, I guess I'll just let the checker put their hands all over them. Those bags are made at the same place that the uh, USB ports are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Which version of USB? <laughs> honestly, one one good thing, it wouldn't fix it, but, and maybe some bags do this, but like my dog bags don't. Just give me an arrow. 
Give me an arrow. There is an arrow on the produce bags. On the produce bags? Yep. Okay, yeah. well, that helps. But it's still, they're almost impossible to open. The other scenario on bags is if you, like more and more people obviously do self-checkout or like if you go to Super Saver, you bag your own groceries. Have you ever had the deal, like normally those plastic bag holders are supposed to, you oh, take yeah. one off and it opens yeah. the next you one for you. Dozen. Did you ever get one though where it doesn't open the next one? Yeah. At, and and then it just, same, it's a war. Same and, scenario. And yeah, you trying to figure out how to get that one single bag open to start the whole thing again. I've just given up and I've gone, I've gone to paper. I'm like, that's probably better for the environment anyway. <laughs> Look, call me crazy. Part. I skip out on the produce bags now. I don't, I don't, none That's of them. A, I don't do any of them. I just, I wash all my vegetables before I even cook anyway. I've so. thought about that. I'm like, is this really necessary? I don't do it. Is I don't it, do it. Because uh, if you wash your vegetables before you happen, the like only any thing germs, is, if I'm buying like eight onions, I don't really want them rolling sure. around my cart. But <laughs> if I'm buying, and, and, or like apples, you're usually buying enough that you don't just want them rolling around loose. But if yeah. you're buying one green pepper or one or two onions, or that sort of thing. Like if I buy banana, why do I do this? I buy bananas. I never even think about putting those in a bag. Well, thing is too for me because I've been unbagging groceries for my family from eight years old to eighteen years old. I hate it when we do the produce bags because I have to take the bag out out of the already grocery bag, and then I got to take the produce out of that bag, and then I got to put it in the fridge. I told my family no more produce bags. I go just take it, put it in there. I'll put it in the I thing. Might Don't worry about way. it. I might go that way. It's I don't a, know it's that a it's great just, life. Just wash those things. I mean, there's probably been people with their hands all over them already, sorting through, yeah, trying yeah, but, to find the... But I didn't know about that. Yeah, sure. trying to find the right green pepper. So I'm not, I'm not going to set that unbagged apple to, Plus, to weigh itself at the true. end. Yeah. Plus, if you if you guys are happen to be there pawing over food uh, produce and you've just picked up your dog poop, who knows? Yeah, that's what I'm going to Jeez, gross. <laughs> all right, back to the phone. Stacy is next. Morning, Stacy. What chaps you had this morning? Um, what chaps my hide is like when you go to like stores or uh, restaurants and they have signs that say like pick up your stuff here or pick up line. Mm-hmm. And they spell pick up as one word. <laughs> That's the vehicle. It's pick up. Pick up. <laughs> what? It makes me crazy. Well, you know, there's enough cars that drive directly into restaurants in Lincoln. You wonder if just it's just a misinterpretation of that. <laughs> that is the truck line. <laughs> There you go. Thank you, Stacy. That is the perfect use of what Chapter Eyed Wednesday. So I think completely trivial, but it bugs you. For so some now, reason. now what I want is we've all seen the, the the carts that have, especially now I notice them more as someone who has a kid who wants to ride in them. The cars that are basically oh, attached yeah. to the, the oh, car God. cart. My things. son loved those. They got to make a truck one now, right? Absolutely. You got to make a truck one. So when it says pickup line, you just go park there and go, all right, what are we in line for? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, well honestly, if you made a pickup little kid's car, the the the, pack, the back part of it, the you know, the actual, uh, what do you, what do you call I don't know. The, the bed. Truck, the the bed. bed. Thank you, Mark. Uh, you can just put your groceries in there. It'd be yeah. a great, like, double use, you know? And, like, you got a big old bed and your kid's riding in the front. Maybe you get put some handles on the side. That'd be great. We should start a company. When Not my, a bad idea. When, when my now 18-year-old son... Would we go to the grocery store? You know, most of the grocery stores have limited amounts of the car carts. Mm-hmm. 
And oh, it is a race to get those race car ones. We would get there. Shields. We would get there, and there were no car carts available. And I was like, I'm just leaving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's no point in even doing this here at this point. The best ones were the ones that Russes used to have. I used to go out to the Russes. We lived over there on the Highway Two and and Thirty Third. There's, you know, some of the current ones just have it looks like a car in the area where they sit normally mm-hmm. and they face you. The Russes ones had a thing on the front. That's that's the, the way Shields are. Okay, Shields are like that, and you didn't even have to see your kid or now, hear he- them at all. Here's the problem with that: my daughter gets bored mm-hmm. because she wants to move around right so she will it's not dukes of hazard because it's not a hood slide but she's trying to dive out of the <laughs> the side of the car while we're moving yeah. and like if you're not directly paying attention she's like nope i'm gonna just roll out of this that, car tuck and roll the other problem i had with my daughter not so much my son but my daughter when i would take her she's now 12 years old but when she was little i would i would you know i would i would set her not i wouldn't leave her side of line of sight but i would leave to go pick something out and i would come back and she had taken usually it was the bag of grapes and just set it next to her and act like she was just eating a uh, popcorn at a movie <laughs> or something i was like I was like nora we're going to jail tonight now <laughs> Uh, she did that all the time. I was like, you can't eat the food in here. Love that. Uh, all right, a couple on the Facebook page. Uh, Tom says, standing ovations. Oh, <laughs> so glad I didn't watch that. Uh, Matt says, what chaps decide is uh, Jack not running for mayor. Ha! Yeah, that'd go well. That you want to you want to see an all time low vote getter? Did they mean the you? Mayoral race. Did, did they mean you though? Oh, maybe not. Maybe there was another Jack. That, oh, maybe he. Oh, that's true. We, maybe they didn't. We've we've had multiple Jacks with interest in the uh, position. That's true. I have not floor, formed an exploratory at any point. Should no, probably look. And into I that. do not plan to do that. I have no desire to get pounded <laughs> by whatever Democrat or Republican is running for mayor. Well, because all right. I'm, Why don't you run for council then? Southeast district's open. Uh, no, but no, no. <laughs> I don't think so. But no. <laughs> yeah. Uh Peter says mixed nuts that aren't really mixed. Does anybody know what he means by that exactly? No. Mixed but as in like they just they're all organized <laughs> like here are the here are the almonds on this corner. Here's a little wedge well, of cashews. S- some of them have more uh more or, or just, variety. Or, or, or maybe that is probably more like what he means. It, they filled it mainly with the cheapos. Yeah. Going light on the cashews, I'm gonna guess is what he really means. That's totally hazelnuts. Uh, yeah. We're going we're going light on the cashews because they're five times more expensive than any other nut. If I can't find just straight cashews, I will get mixed nuts and I will just eat just the pick out the cashews. Seriously. I know. Isn't it fun? When you're buying cashews, you're like, you're like, yeah, these are expensive, but they have the ones that are like broken, yeah, and they're cheaper, oh, yeah. <laughs> the the big box, the I big, would argue the broken ones are better. The big box stores have those all the time. Do they? Yeah. All right, I'll look at that. Salted and unsalted. All right, uh, let's go to the text line. You know when you're checking out the grocery store and trying to put your bleep stuff, I'll say, on the conveyor, but the checkers placed uh, moved a divider in front of the sensor, so the conveyor is setting there motionless while the checker is waiting for someone to write a physical check or figure out how to work the credit card terminal, so you have to annoyingly wait while you could have all of your groceries out of the cart ready to scan? Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> but I got a credit card now that does tap to pay, you guys. Speaking of this, it blows my mind. 
first of all, I didn't. I, I was like nervous to use it at first because I didn't totally get how it works. I understand it's very simple, but I would like be slapping that card on the because you know some places the terminals are ready for the yeah. card immediately when you get there. Some they've got to finish ringing you up before the it'll take the credit card. It's just you never quite know exactly. And I didn't want to look like an idiot, and so I was just sort of like trying to casually look cool while I'm. I acted like I was like, hey, you know, what's up? <laughs> kind of fanning myself with it, hit waiting for it to take on that whole thing. That technology blows my mind, though. Uh, I don't do the tap anymore because I'm embarrassed that I will try, like, because some of these machines don't do tap. Yeah, that's like, the some other of them thing. Are weird, <laughs> that's the and other I don't want to be okay. the weirdo who's, okay. like, flexing my car no, 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 no. on no, no, the no, no. cast that's, that's not even the worst one. The worst okay. one is when you go somewhere, and you're getting, like, a coffee to go, Sure. and they hate, they you go, and you pay, and they'll say... It's going to ask you a question. Yeah. I'm like, we all know what that means, yeah. first of all. Oh, Second question. Of all, so, like, yeah. I'm sitting there hammering, note it, sure. note it. Right. And they go, yeah, so it's not a touch screen. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Or there's one. That's or, great. That's there's great. another one. There's another place in town where it's got, it asks you the question. And there's like, it looks like what there would be a no button, but it's actually just a line button right under the screen that you've got to push. And you can tell there have been so many people who are just hammering no. <laughs> and it's not working. That, that part's actually rubbed completely. Like, off. Actually, you don't want to. It's just that. Like, I don't want to. You just I'm, made. I'm, I'm you sorry. Ma- you just made me coffee. No offense. You just poured it. I could have poured it myself. Well, I don't. You know, I wouldn't mind tipping if they poured it and handed it to you. But when it's self serve, no. Well, yeah, well, hundred percent for self. Yeah, I but don't they, think anybody should be asking for a tip but, when it's self serve. But they do. Uh, let's see. To the wonderful, uh, I have no name on this one, to the wonderful custodial staff that clean our office overnight. First, thank you. But please realize there's zero reason to cram the pull-down paper towel dispenser to its maximum capacity, <laughs> plus 20 more. With dripping wet hands, I pull bits and bits of paper until I lose my mind, end up ripping one-eighth of the entire allotment. And he probably ends up wiping his hands on his pants after all that is over. <laughs> that was from Jay. Uh, which happens when I had right cars, right turn cars Holy yielding great. to left turning cars across from them. Just follow the traffic rules. They th- they look at you like you're stupid. Absolutely. That Holy goes back to what we talked about all the time on this, which is you don't need to be overly kind when it comes to traffic rules. Mm-hmm. Don't and let es- somebody go. And especially into roundabouts. That's 100%. <laughs> uh, but that, I know exactly what he's talking about when they're like, well, oh, just go ahead. You're turning left. No, the right turning car always goes first. If you're in the left turn lane, you're waiting for that person uh, across from uh, Let's see. Steven says, inept politicians who are in it only for themselves, for personal gain or special interests and not the American people. And people that turn into the wrong lane. <laughs> Chicken Rich says, which happens to my hat is when radio alarm close off, goes at six, and I hear some guy always say, we have a great show today. A little presumptuous. <laughs> I'll be a judge of that. Uh, Ch- Jeremy says, my chaps to my high that my life isn't nearly as adventure-filled as Debbie's. Clinton says, having to drive and support states like Colorado and now Missouri because Nebraska residents are more concerned about gambling than they are in doing the right thing. Uh, Mosh Pit Chad says ice fishing season ending early chaps his hide Midtown Dave says when it takes days and days for a return on a debit or credit card purchase for the money to be put back in your account uh, let's see uh, Gryffindor Steph says when someone's chap throws off Jack's awesome regular verbal cadence during the five things morning drive segment <laughs> don't mess with the success moving on <laughs> moving on we've got to take a break 726 it's LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN when snow or ice. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, 
That's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it's time to count them down. Let's get things started with... Number five. Well, the man who entered the Omaha Target with the AR-15 style rifle and began firing before he was killed by police had been repeatedly sent to psychiatric hospitals because of his schizophrenia. Joseph Jones' family had tried to take guns away from him over and over, but because Jones never went through a formal hearing process, he was able to keep purchasing firearms legally, underscoring how gun laws are not keeping firearms out of the hands of deeply troubled people. Jones' family and law enforcement records show multiple attempts to get Jones' help and keep him safe, but it all culminated last month when he walked into the Target store, fired multiple times at inanimate objects, no other people were hurt. I think there is, I don't know, general consensus. No, nobody agrees on everything, and especially on, on gun-related issues. But I think there is general consensus that there is a certain level of of a, a mental state and um, that there there's agreement, even among people who are very bro- broadly support gun rights, that there are people that sh- probably shouldn't have guns. I think the... The disagreement comes, number one, how do you narrowly tailor a tool to identify <clears throat> and impact impact this with just those people and not infringe on the rights that shouldn't be in that group? And then where do you draw that line um, exactly in, in terms of how you can do this? Because sometimes, I, I know even at the federal level there have been some discussions about this, but it's almost impacted, it, it, it's almost gotten to the point where the language would be so inclusive of people perhaps with with i got to i've got to say this the right way but i mean i've got a situation with this in my own family but but you know some level of developmental difficulties but it wouldn't necessarily also be something that shouldn't present prevent them you know they're they're driving a car they're doing all so they've got a job they live alone they do all of those sorts of things as well that group them into it when it doesn't feel like they should be as well. So that's number one: is how do you how do you tailor whether it's a red flag law or whether it's something else connected to mental health? How do you tailor that that it's not over inclusive? And then B, most of politics is a line drawing game. Where is where is that division, right? Where it's okay, where it's okay, and on the other side it's not okay. That's really what the problem is on so many of these issues. We we sort of. We turn it into this huge way over here versus way over here. But the real debate is just where does the line go on a spectrum of of things here? And so I don't know. There may be people listening right now who say, hey, he still should have, even after all of this, um, even if he was in psychiatric hospital um, 
care and had schizophrenia, he should have still should have been able to. There's definitely people who think that shouldn't have happened. Some say I need to know more factors that are beyond that at that point. But he did never go through a formal hearing process, as you said. Now, was that because there wasn't a mechanism to do that in in the state? I mean, that's what the uncle was talking. It kind of sounded like his frustration was there wasn't there just wasn't a way that he could effectuate that even though he thought that was the right thing to do was to make sure that he didn't get his hand on guns because he feared exactly something like this would happen with this but as you said they the family was trying the family was trying they were concerned for his safety they were concerned for the safety of others as well and i think it's you know I don't think this particular discussion has to be this way over here versus way over here on gun control and the Second Amendment and those sorts of things. I think there's probably a lot of agreement. It's just a matter of degree. And then how it's and then you're right. How it's applied. How do you make a? And you're exactly right. And then how do you make a mechanism to apply it that isn't overbroad, that is, you know, efficient. That is not that's too fair. hard. That that's is not fair. too hard. That's fair. That is not too. Yeah, that is going to adjudicate it fair, and that is not too hard for people to actually do and go through. Those are really the questions on this and, and a lot of issues. And how as do you well, how right? do you remedy it if things improve? Yeah, but I mean, if it's me, if it's me, and I know not everybody agrees with it, but yeah, I somebody in that profile in that situation where their family is concerned about them having guns and what they could do with them and with with those diagnosed uh, psychiatric problems. Yeah, I don't... I, I, I would prefer, if they're in my community, that, that's, that they don't have these, that they don't have a gun. Uh, but how do you exactly do you affect... How do you change that from a desire to an actionable policy issue? That's always where these things stay derail. And uh, I, I talked to Joe Jordan about this yesterday. What does this do to the discussion of uh, and probably red red flag laws, Mark, are the closest are the closest policy issue to something like this. Those have been up for discussion in the legislature several times. I don't believe Nebraska has a, a red I, flag I, law. I, I don't believe at we this do point. Either. Some other some other states do. How does this factor in into that discussion now? And and what have been the things that prevented it from going further in the past? Is it a is it because of an overbroad? Adjudication is it because of just a general Second Amendment argument that everybody that that everybody essentially has that right to the Second Amendment and a disagreement about what the Constitution really says about that? Like we're seeing with constitutional carry, that's a disagreement. That's largely a disagreement about where the limits and if there are limits on the Second Amendment as well. That's where the crux of that whole thing is. It's so hard to find that line with a lot of these arguments because we're we're seeing it right now with with the unicameral and the the heartbeat bill. Uh, talk uh, on abortion another hot button topic mm-hmm. on are things completely uh open or are there absolutely is are there no restrictions or is everything restricted it's the same thing with the guns like where is that line because there are going to be and there are those that are unless you have committed a felony absolutely zero restrictions on my second amendment rights right and it like I do, does not matter if there's a diagnosis out there somewhere what the rest of my family or the people that are close to me that know me best are saying zero restrictions on what my second amendment and, is in this country and, and and an interesting discussion is is there a corresponding right for people who to be to be free essentially from mm-hmm. 
high, high risk potential of of gun violence. In the, is there a course? I mean, you're not going to find a, a you're not going to find an amendment that says exactly that in the Bill of Rights, but. Well, I think we would agree that is is generally included, though. That's a, that's a big interpretation on it. On the your rights extend so far as to, uh, as to and until they infringe upon my rights, which right. my rights are be- there competing rights here. Yes. Yeah, that's well, that that's would be another life, liberty, and the pursuit of yeah, that, the, exactly. the, the life portion. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, if do you do you have two competing rights, and which wins? Do you really have that situation? Mm-hmm. So, but in this in this case, in, in this case. Uh, the only one that was harmed was the in man this himself. case. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's true. Yep. That's true. And and again, I don't know if that we don't we just don't know what was what the the final goal was. We know he made threats, but it, bottom line on this thing, completely unrelated. The rest of the conversation is law enforcement did a great job. They did in, in, in this thing, and and thank goodness Omaha and the state and the state patrol and and here in Lincoln that we do have. Uh, law enforcement that are capable of, mm-hmm. of doing that as well. Number four. Talk about drawing uh, legislative lines. We'll uh, have some discussion this afternoon in the Health and Human Services Committee as LB 574 is debated for the first time. That's known better known as the Let Them Grow Act would prohibit the performance of gender-altering procedures for individuals under the age of 19. And then provide for definition of terminology and allow for civil action to be brought against violators of the act. Expecting some demonstrations at the Capitol by the uh, trans activists. And uh, a little later this morning, you'll be able to hear Natalie Weiss, who was Jack, uh, Commander Jack Reagan's guest yesterday, as this was yeah. uh, the, the biggest, uh, well, this was the entire hour of discussion. By the way, I, I said this at the beginning of the show, I'll say it again for those who didn't hear it. I applaud Jack and, and Natalie for uh, multiple times over the last year or so sitting down and and people who probably agree on very very little very very little but to have like sort of their their discussion relationship has been one of the most more fascinating things i think in in local media um and, i think that's and, a it's a fantastic example to to where you can come together on certain certain ideas but you don't have to agree 100% yeah. across the board. Yeah. Uh, and, and you can the, discuss it civilly. On mm-hmm. this one especially, because this one, I mean, look, he's done a better job at talking about this issue than I have. There's no doubt about it. that um, Because I don't know what. I don't know what to do on this one. I really don't. And I think part of that is a lack of experience in it, with a lot of these things that are happening. And so he's taking the time to to actually do that but i don't know guys this one may be i just said so much of policy is line drawing i don't know if that applies here as much i mean well, i think uh, this is just uh is this generally is this a thing is this a thing at all that should be something that minors have have a, a, a choice on is or is it a or is it you know an absolute right to pay or is it is it a thing or not is basically yeah my, what, my what point the, about the drawing the, the line is. is this legislation says anyone under 19 the uh the, the demonstrations in oklahoma on monday i believe that legislation said anyone under 26 mm. oh really and and so there was a very very raucous demonstration Ooh, 26 in yeah okay that, all mean, right you're right that is line drawing i mean that's where i'm coming uh you know is that uh, what how, a how random you, age. There's nothing you, that is, there is nothing that we do in society where 26 is the age. Well, I mean, I, I could have at least gotten it if it was 25. 
Well, no, no, no. Because I, oh, I, really? I well, I, at twenty five, there are certain certain thresholds that that you're you're starting to be allowed to do in. Legally, then you're allowed to what is it? Rent a vehicle? Like, what, is that what that but, is? But but oh, also yeah. you're start. I believe it. That's at the point where your brain is done. Um, Matt, what's the word? Fully developing. Fully developing. Jeez. Here I had an 18 year old, and I thought I finally had an adult. And no, he's I'm got sorry, a few right? years to go. Actually, the age of majority is 19 in Nebraska, unlike most other states. So. Mm-hmm. Number three. Another uh, uh, bill before uh, committee this morning, uh, 9:30, Government, Military, and Veterans Affairs Committee. Yes. Uh, Senator Tom Breezy's LB 143 one. uh, would implement year-round daylight saving time in Nebraska if the feds allow it, and three neighboring states also adopt. All right. Here we go. What do the don't states already do things? Don't different states already do things with daylight savings time? A whole lot of different things. Why do we need permission from the feds to do this? Other states are already messing around with this, aren't because they? Because the feds have got some rule in place. Exception. They passed a law and they accept. Uh, okay, you know. so none of this stuff is going to happen. <laughs> what, what, so it's the feds, and what else? You got to have neighboring states do well, it. Well, that's too? what he's. That's what's in his bill. I know. I'm just curious. Yes. So the, how many neighbor? Just three. Just three. Okay, so it's essentially a, a trigger bill, but nothing's ever going to actually none trigger of, it. None of that. I mean, I think you got a better chance of something like happening just federally around the entire country than that. Real, this. real quick, not to get too off the rails. What is like full daylight savings time? I, so, I've never heard like the argument. We'll be that's go- where it would be an hour. We're on standard time right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daylight saving time, and it's saving, not savings. Sure. Mm-hmm. It would now be 8.52. Oh, okay. So and you stay, just permanently stay The there. big thing is in the winter. Here's the big thing. Sure. In the winter, it would stay light. Low. You wouldn't have those nights in December where it's dark at 4.45. Gotcha. It'd be 5.45. But it wouldn't be light until 9, 9.30 but that's, in the morning. Yeah. That's the counter argument is that... People want it to be light in the morning. They especially points to, I don't care to kids about going to school. I, don't I know care. that's how I am. Too. <laughs> I don't care about how light it that's, is in the morning. That's, that's how. That's a that is of, absolutely how I'm I am. Already but, here before the sun comes. But yeah, I'm very selfish. Cares? Is that there's about two weeks a year where I even see any sun when These, I drive. drive yeah. The issue is for for especially in rural areas where you've got kids going to school and yeah. early school buses. Sure, and, sure. And that's a good point. You know. Kids going to school and spending three hours in the classroom before the sun comes up. It's just How about we just start school later? Yeah, that'd be even better. I, I mean, there's a whole lot of too. science behind that. Yes, there is. Shorter thought, school days. Short. Well, go, let it go longer, too. I don't care. That's fine. Why don't we do school from 10 to 5? Well, I'm pretty sure all of Eastern Europe does that. They, they're, or just Europe in general. Instead they of, start school at like 9 a.m. and they Instead go into of like 7 four. to 3, let's push it back three hours or 7 to 2, depending on what level you're at. Go t- let the sun come up ten to five, nine to four, right? And I and you can maybe you can do your uh, your activities, your sports practices. You got to ask Baylor school. about that one. I, will. I think that'd be good. By the yeah. way, uh, on the Rick, Rick Stein recognition text line, Ben brought up. We were talking about what is the uh, that twenty six that age in Oklahoma. You say on your parents' uh, insurance. Oh, health insurance. So if it's got anyone it. under that, it would be on their parents' health. That insurance. makes a lot more sense. Thank you, Ben. Number two. Coach Matt Rule was on LNK today, a big line, quote, I don't believe we have to lose, end quote. Take it away. I thought that was one that we talked about in the last segment yesterday, where that right away, 
okay, yeah, that's right, because that, it's a different situation than Temple and Baylor. Um, those schools were both in different situations, even amongst themselves, but for Nebraska here, it's completely different in the talent that comes back, the talent that was added, the, what you're able to do in 2023 as opposed to um, what he had at his previous stops. I agree. You, you don't have to don't have to lose. Now, they still might. They still might be 3-9 and nine or 4-8. and eight. We'll have to see what the team looks like in the fall, but I agree. You don't have to just go in and go, yeah, it's going to be a losing season year one. There's been this weird semantics debate in the media and social media about is it a rebuild or a reset or a mm-hmm. reload or what a who cares? I the mean, rule that's, build. That's completely that, that's splitting hairs and that's mm-hmm. semantics. I don't I don't care about that. What's interesting though is what I mean for what it's worth. He clarified. I didn't. I didn't really set up the question like this, but he was like, no, this is a rebuild. Yeah. He, he pointed out, okay, well, that's where he comes out on the semantics. But he also, then he said, every year is a rebuild. Yeah, you, you technically rebuild so, your roster every okay. year. Regardless. But, yes, he did say there were some differences, some big-time differences between, you know, he came into Baylor, he came into Temple. The first year was rough, both of those years. Turned around a little bit to about 500 the next year. And then elite. And then elite, which he said <laughs> 50 times during the interview, by, by the third years in those places. But he said... This is different. We were changing conferences at Temple. We were coming off a whole school-rocking scandal at Baylor. The personnel situation at Baylor was a lot different as well, too. So he said, don't necessarily think that we've got to go through the same thing here, which would be good. And your interview and podcast went all around the world. Yeah, big uh, big, big listening. You listen to it still at KLIN.com. Number one. Announced yesterday in Redmond, Washington, Microsoft uh, fusing Chat GPT-like technology in their new search or in their search engine Bing, which might make it a little more competitive with Google. Is anyone using Bing still? Like, is that a thing? I'm gonna check I know, it now. I, I guess I know one person do, that does. I, and I, don't I know still why. use uh, I still use Ask Jeeves on my Netscape Navigator program. <laughs> I use DuckDuckGo a lot. Yeah. There you go. Nobody follows you then. All right, <laughs> seven fifty six. It's Alan K today with Jack and friends on KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for a dollar forty nine. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. It's 810 LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN. Uh, Vice Red Polachek in, uh, spending time discussing the word and the creation of the word Nebraska ball with him here as we start as you would probably expect. It'd be, it'd be like if we called you guys the Linkistra, basically. 
God, there you go. Essentially, I'm, is hey, is what that we is. could just get the whole thing in one in one breath. Then you know? yeah, Lincoln's you know, that'd be a nice hashtag right and mm-hmm. stuff like that for marketing. It'd be good. <laughs> Welcome back, Ed. It's, it's been. We have had a long break since yeah. you've been around. Well, we had a compressed season this year, uh, like the, uh, certainly the first part of our season. This second part is pretty normal, but in the beginning, and it's always you know to do with dates and availabilities, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But our first part with, with all our classical stuff was in, in September through the middle of October, and then I haven't been here since then. Uh, right. And so I was getting kind of Lincoln's withdrawal i mean i i really i i you i I tell this to everybody i love lincoln i love nebraska it's you know being an east coaster and having just been born and raised and everything when you get kind of focused on where you are and you get very comfortable with all that you know because on the on the east coast where i grew up is outside scranton pa where the mountains the poconos and all that kind of stuff but then when i moved to philadelphia and and was doing things you're very close to the shore so you get the ocean and now i'm i got the chesapeake bay and the Mm -hmm. you know but and so we don't think you know at least east coast I'm pretty sure we're all like this. We don't, it's flyover country. And we really have to be educated because I'll tell you, the, the, some of the greatest stuff in the world is right here. We're right here in Lincoln. What's, uh, what's the equivalent of the draw to the things like the mountains and the Chesapeake Bay and whether they're natural features or something else? About well, that? Like, if those are the things that you characterize those other places by, what do you characterize this place well, by? Well, I, I, the very first thing is you, it, what you have here very much, very light, beautifully rolling hills. You know, And it's the kind of thing that, I mean, we have Route 80 back in, <laughs> in Maryland and Pennsylvania and all that. But out here... You can set your car on cruise control and you can take an hour nap <laughs> while you're driving. Don't, and that, don't and advise that. Yeah, and that, <laughs> no, and but but I, I find the state really beautiful, and especially as you go from here, the eastern part, out through the west, and you get into mm-hmm. the the sand hills and then the foothills of the of the Rockies and all. Um, but if I had to really say, you know, Ed, what's what's your very favorite part about Nebraska? It's hands down, it's the people. I must say, I, uh, I mean, I'm going to give away my age now, but <laughs> being raised back in the 50s and 60s in Northeast PA, um, we were raised in a certain way. I mean, there's, you know, it was kind of the old country. And, you know, in those days you had, you know, it was not spare the rod, spoil the child. And, mm-hmm. and uh, the, so the morals, the values, the ethics, the, 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 the philosophies and the way people live and the honesty and the upfront and all we're losing that in the urban areas on whatever coast you're on and in mm-hmm. fact globally but here those and which i think are some of the most important qualities in in terms of human contact and human relationships here they're very real huh. and what, so it's it's like i'm i'm visiting my youth when i come out here i just i i just think it's a very special very special place and i remember a few years back telling this to my board the lincoln symphony board and one of the, I said, you know, there is really no place like Nebraska, like the song says. Mm-hmm. And I said, you folks couldn't have a, a better ambassador than you have in Maestro Politic. Because everywhere I go, I just, I, I extol the virtues of what it is about here because people don't realize it, especially on, you know, when you're, yeah. when you're back east. Governor ought to give you a title. Nebraska's ambassador to the East Coast. Well, or something Dave Heineman, like God bless yeah. him. He, I'm an admiral oh, in the okay. Nebraska Navy, you know. Right. But one of my board members came up to me afterwards and said, you know, Ed, 
I, we don't really want you to do much of that because we like it just the way it is here. I, I got so hysterical. I thought that was so great. That's funny. That's I love funny. it. I just well, love it. I saw on the on the um, on the schedule it's uh, Mozart and Mendelssohn this week, and I was like, "Well, that's great, but I guess I would want some Chinese folk music along with that." You know, I don't want to tell you how to do your job. <laughs> Looks like you made that change for me, so well, thank I, you. You know, I was reading your mind, Dick, and I thought, you know, <laughs> we're going to have to do something that you know, East meets West, or something like yeah. that to get get this going. No. W- 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 it's it, programming is an amazing thing, and that's really an, an entire podcast that we can talk mm-hmm. about. But the, the the thing that we kind of uh, connected ourselves to a, a mission or a challenge is that on we're trying now on every single classical concert to include a living composer. Um, and we're especially championing women composers, composers of color, and they don't have to be particularly in those categories, living or not, because mm-hmm. they got passed over over mm-hmm. the last 50, 100 years. And, it, it, and it's, there's some really fabulous, fabulous music there. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. You've got to research it, you yeah. know. But I selected this piece. It's by Chen Yi. And I knew Chen Yi because she was on the faculty at the Peabody Conservatory oh. while I was there for over, well, I was there for over 40 years. I right. think I found at the school back in the 1800s. <laughs> but um, she is a phenomenal composer. And uh, she and her husband, who are both composers, are actually on the faculty at uh, Kansas, uh, University of Kansas uh, in uh, Kansas City. Yeah. In Kansas City, yeah. And they've been there now for quite a while for about i think almost 20 years um and so we invited her to come up but she just could was not able to do it but it's a it's a piece for just string orchestra that has these wonderful chinese kind of implications or motives or kind of the thing that you think about when you think of asian music yeah uh, the eastern music for some reason i would think that would have different instrumentation than we'd be used to with just strings yeah but, but you can imitate it on, yeah. especially on a string instrument not so yeah. much on the winds and brass but this is just for strings and you you know the slides uh-huh. that you can do on a, on, on a string instrument that kind Kind of thing, so you get this kind of uh, a wonderful uh, a feeling of Eastern, but it has like structure and and what what she did, which I think is so brilliant, is you almost feel like parts of it are like a hoedown. You know, it's like really kind of down home American folk music, and it's this mix. It's a tremendous, very challenging for the orchestra, but it really works beautifully. Yeah, it, it is interesting though. You know, you know, so much of of when you talk about the the, the music that we associate with classical music comes from europe right mm-hmm. it, right, it, uh, right. Yeah, it's it comes, western you know. it comes from europe it's, it's western old... and even the modern day things back here in in the united states is as well the western part there's just not much i don't really know much about that world of of eastern orchestral music i don't either as as much as i should i i know of a wonderful chinese composer named bright sheng s-h-e-n-g and i've done a lot of his music and i've done some of chen yi's music too because i i just think that they they kind of stand out but you know i would say probably sometime in the 40s or so it would have been post-world war one um there was this uh, after things settled down, I think there was uh, a, a, a kind of, uh, uh, what, what would you say, uh, uh, not a need, but a, a, a real desire on the, on the part of the eastern countries 
with the attraction of what the Western culture had to offer. Mm-hmm. And in the classical side, uh, and let's face it, in classical music, it's, it's kind of that you have to have that kind of focus, that, uh, uh, motivation and that, that, that commitment to fine detail. And that fit right into the Asian culture. And then they just began to take it over. I'll tell you, when I was, by the time I had retired from Peabody last year, I would say almost, not quite, but almost 50% of our enrollment is Asian. Yeah. Japanese, Korea is also big, yeah. South Korea and Chinese. Uh, and it's, it's, it, in some ways I love it because it really kicks the butts here, <laughs> our butts here in the United States. And I like that because it, it just pushes everything forward greater and... and, and yeah, I, I mean, it's just kind of an interesting yeah, thing because that, I mean, that is true. And yeah. you, you string yeah. instruments is all, yeah. you know, that yeah. you kind of uh, associate some of the teaching methods with, with that as well. But yet you don't necessarily associate the historical music with the East. Exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I think it was kind of a natural fit for the Eastern uh, cultures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and now I think it's, it's beautiful. The, the connection, <laughs> you know, just like it, as it was back in the uh, 70s and 80s with the Cold War, um, I remember uh, being on the faculty of the Peabody in 1987, 1987, mm-hmm. Uh, there was a big American exhibit. The gla- uh, the, the Glasnost was going on, and, mm-hmm. and Gorbachev and and Reagan wanted to bring us closer together and get over this this nonsense. Um, and there was a big American uh, exhibit from the Smithsonian going over to Ros- Russia for a tour, mainly to the Tretyakov Chet- uh, in in Moscow, but for a tour around the country, or the, at least the eastern part or the western part of the country. And they wanted. Uh, music to go over with it. And they selected Peabody, which is the first conservatory uh, in this country, um, to go with them. And yeah. I got, I was the, the, the I, I was, the, I, I picked the short straw. <laughs> I got to be the one that, that went over with it. And it was a phenomenal experience. And it, what it proved in a certain sense was that of all the craziness that goes on, with all the conflict, with all the disagreements, whatever you have out there that's negative, music and fine art in general, but particularly music can be that universal language that binds us all together. Yeah. And, you know, we fell in love with the Russian people mm-hmm. uh, in Moscow and St. Petersburg, everywhere. And I've been invited back to, you know, to guest conduct and all. So there's, I think that, that it's an important culture, really, they say is the kind of the civilizer of, of mankind. And yeah. without culture, we can't have a, 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 a great civilization. So let's promote that and keep those connections going, because I think it's a great way to connect with people. Let's talk about some other parts of the show. Yep. Uh, you're, you're, you've got a... Uh, you, you got a piano concerto from Mozart uh, mm-hmm. with a special guest there performing That's, as well. Yeah, I, I like every year to be able to program something that has this kind of uh, strong classical music. I mean, the classical period of music mm-hmm. between the Baroque and the Romantic. And Mozart, of course, is one of the kings. You got you got four incredible Mozart, Schubert, Haydn, and Beethoven. And this year we're kind of focusing on on Mozart and we have coming with us one of the finest p- pianists she is considered by m- so many critics around the world as a living legend one of the greatest pianists of our time her name is Anne Marie McDermott and I only got to meet her on Zoom and I fell in love with her mm-hmm. she is just the nicest person and one of the most beautiful most elegant players she's going to do uh, one of the latest of the 
concerti that Mozart wrote. So it's a very involved, very challenging work for both orchestra and piano. And I know she's going to blow the roof off of the lead center. Very cool. After intermission, we're pairing it kind of to go following that line with the composer Mendelssohn, because Mendelssohn was one of those bridges between the classical period into the romantic period, and so you have the kind of transparency and the delicacy and the, and the the intricacy of the classical period, like a Mozart, with now the foreshadowings of the romantic period, the heaviness, the beauty, the harmonies of Brahms and Liszt and Wagner. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's but it's beautiful stuff. And a lot of people might say, "Well, Mendelssohn? Who, who's who's Mendelssohn? Do you know the song?" Da dum ba dum bum bum bum. I do. If you know that 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 wedding march, then you know Mendelssohn. Yeah. And there are actually a lot of like so many classical composers. We know the tunes. They've just become, you know. I mean, Brahms wrote the lullaby, right? right? right. You know that kind of thing. So it it's it's a really it's actually a great program. If you're if you're a newcomer to the symphony, you, you'll fall in love with us and then and then the it, the final piece is reformation symphony number oh, five yes. which actually refers to the actual i mean martin it, it, it's got the martin, the martin luther, luther king yeah, yeah. Uh, not martin happened? luther king martin luther yeah martin, that's a different oh, reformation oh, is that a different, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> but we're in the month of february it's yeah, black heritage so i agree you know, no 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 you you're absolutely right that um it is subtitled the reformation and why it got that title it was actually not Mendelssohn but his sister Fanny Fanny don't you love the name Mm -hmm. Fanny Mendelssohn who gave it that title because in the last movement he opens with the great chorale Ein Festeburg written by Martin Luther and that's a mighty fortress is our God and then it just and it is so it is so powerful it's gonna blow you away it's it's a great I'm just so I know I'm t- I'm 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 a little bit uh, off the bouncing off the walls now, but be- because it's not because I had coffee, it's because I get so excited about this program. See, I, and you said you were sleepy when you came. I know, in, and I you know. Don't even I have know. To, I'd hate to see what you were like when you're wide awake. To be honest, <laughs> look out. <laughs> hey, I'm out of time. Uh, the show is Friday night, seven thirty. Uh, I believe we have some tickets giveaways. So we're going to do that via text a little bit later. Good. Always a great chance to see you, Ed. Appreciate it's it. Always we'll do great. it again soon. All right. Okay. Yeah. We'll see you. Not in- in just a few few weeks. Thanks, yep. man. Love you. Ed Polachek, Maestro Lincoln Symphony Orchestra, their concert Friday night. 824, take a break. We've got sports coming up next on KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Urologist Malcolm Byron. 
He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. All right, before we get to John real quick, just another update here on the breaking news. North 58th and Holdridge Street. Deputies called there from Lancaster County Sheriff's Office um, and a uh, wanted suspect barricade and threatening violence at that point. Tactical response unit. Last report was on the way. We've got Tom Stanton out there. We may have a chance to talk to Tom here before the end of the show and just get the latest on exactly what is going on out there. But, of course, so that's uh, 50... Um, 58th and Holdridge streets so you can kind of tell the area where that's going might be problematic for travel so if you're if you're using Holdridge to get downtown or or come out of there or get to North 27th or something mm-hmm. like that that's an area that you uh, or or to get to 48th and Holdridge that's an area that you're going to want to avoid today and find an alternate route he's and he uh, sent us a picture several police cruisers in that area of uh, at 59th okay so there you go. That is uh, that's the latest, and we'll keep uh, it's a minute to minute situation right now. So we'll get you the very latest on that. All right. Uh, with that said, we go to John Bishop, former co-host here of the morning show on KLA, now at sixteen twenty, the zone. Uh, where are we today, John? Are we in New Jersey today? Is that right? New Jersey. Woke up this morning, got myself a Seattle's best coffee. <laughs> That's <laughs> like you do in New Jersey. <laughs> you know, it's funny because we, so we're staying at, uh, here in Newark for the Seton Hall game tonight. There's a Starbucks in the hotel, but for the conference rooms, it's catered by Seattle's best coffee. So we've got like, we've got like Washington on Washington crime going on here in this hotel. It's been a while since I've been, I, I flew into Newark a long time ago when I went to New York City, but like, can you, if you go outside, can you see the New York City skyline from there? Is that close? Oh, yeah, that? yeah. If I walk over to my window, I can, now it's a little foggy today, but yeah, you can definitely see it. It's not far. I mean, Newark literally is right across the uh, the river, so you can always see it. And you know, it's so flat, right? Because you're close to the ocean. Right. So right. yeah, the buildings definitely stick out. You can you can see them on on really clear days. You might even be able to see the um, uh, Statue of Liberty too. When you when you drive, I mean, eventually when your plane lands, you drive around to in Big East country. So that comprises a lot of area. And in the you go to Wisconsin, Ohio, uh, you know, uh, into obviously. Uh, into New Jersey, New York, those sorts of things. But like on that trip from like the airport to your hotel, you go to what are the mo- what is the uh, what is like the the restaurant or retail thing that you see most frequently in these places that just isn't really a thing in in Lincoln and Omaha. Wow, that's a good is one. Is there is because there, it's so it's it's so different. Just depend on each city, right? You know, it's not like the old Missouri Valley days where every town had a had a steak and shake. Right. Right. Um, yes. Th- th- it's it's different here because like if you go to if you go to Philadelphia, Wawa. If anyone's ever heard of Wawa, Is that a grocery store. It's a it's basically it's it's a upper scale Seven Eleven, right? Okay. Okay. Um, but that's that's the big thing there. You know, in New York, New York's just different entirely. New Jersey. It's, it's funny because it, you you don't like see one of those things. You're like, oh yeah, we must be on the East Coast, probably because there's so many local places, right? I mean, you know, like I can't yeah. imagine how many sandwich shops and many pizza shops, you know, uh, 
chain stores survive out here? Because, I mean, this is the home of New York style pizza, right? I mean, every, there's a pizza parlor on every corner. Mm. Um, so I, I wonder how some of those even, even last here. Yeah. Um, and because, you know, you mentioned it, I mean, we're in, we're in Milwaukee, we're in Wisconsin, you know, we're in Cincinnati. It's, it's, a it's big very, it's, yeah. it's a pretty diverse conference, you know, and the Big Ten's the same yeah, thing. Absolutely. I mean, basically yeah. the Big Ten footprint is basically identical to the Big East footprint. So we just have, there's, there's just more Eastern teams here. So yeah, I really can't think of it, one thing that, that stands out that's common among all of them when you get off the plane. Yeah. I, I, I talk about it all the time with, with, folks from other teams they don't know how lucky they have it when they come to omaha they land and five minutes later they're at the arena right here we're driving forever i bet <laughs> you know, it seems yeah. like, it, or it seems like you drive forever and you're stuck in traffic. Only, I'm, I'm thinking of conference and that's probably the case with most conferences now where there's not i mean i don't really you don't really gauge culture by what restaurants that that you're right. at but you can that it, like it's interesting you drop yourself in, in a city and you get like if you see waffle houses all over you know you're probably in you know florida or or georgia or something like that you know if there's in and outs everywhere you know you're probably in in california or those those sorts of things like the only thing i can think of, like the big 12 south the big 12 south was probably everything was pretty comparable you could have dropped yourself into any of those big 12 south cities and they would have all felt very similar in terms oh of, yeah yeah absolutely of, you know what a burgers and you know brahms and all those things yeah absolutely but yeah, it is it's just such a it's such a diverse you know area and that's one of the fun things about being in a conference like this is you do get to see all these different places and and you know experience different people and uh, it, it's, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, for as much as people like to give New Jersey a hard time, it's, we've, we've never had a bad time here. You know, it's actually, it's actually a pretty decent place, decent part of the country. And I can understand why a lot of folks live on this side versus living in the city where everything is just very, very tightly cramped. Got like a weirdly good education system there too, in New Jersey. Baylor yes. always tells me about that. Despite what Jason Peter might, you know, what vibes Jason Peter might give off. <laughs> just, just kidding, I'm telling you said that. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm I'm curious what you think uh, about about kind of the tenor of the rest of the Nebraska basketball season. How much do you think? Just kind of, you know, they 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 did get a win against Penn State. I was it was at least on the table that they could go winless the rest of the year, or maybe just get that one win against Minnesota. But they did get one. Like, how much do you think these last seven games and what happens in them? Let's say, you know, maybe they pull out three out of four home wins or something like that. How much does that, uh, or, or if on the other hand they would go winless from here on out? How much do you think that this month impacts the the Fred Hoiberg just the tone around the Fred? Hoiberg thing and and then maybe the actual decision around the Fred Hoiberg thing it it seems a bit foolish to make a decision like that on on a month of work at the end of a season but on the other hand like it'll completely I mean I think it's going to really impact what the mood is about the program well I, I think you can say that for a lot of sports right I mean you know if if Nebraska football stumbles in November um it, it seems to have more of an impact if the baseball team stumbles in May you know, it has more of an impact. It's just, you know, you're counting down and now it's, now it's crunch time. Now it's, you're positioning yourself for your conference tournament. You're positioning yourself for whatever postseason is left. So I think, I mean, it, I think it will have a large say in what transpires. You look at the rest of the schedule too. I mean, four out of the last six or, or four out of the last seven, I'm sorry, are at home. Uh, and then after, you know, after tonight, 
you know, you only have two more road games left the rest of the way. Then you go to the conference tournament. And this year has been about, you know, they've already, you know, exceeded the number of wins from any of the previous years. So they've, they've kind of crossed that off. But, you know, the way that they've, the way that they have bounced back, you know, last year, last year, outside of the last couple of games where, you know, they pulled the stunners against Ohio State and, and Wisconsin aside, it, it just seemed like a long, you know, funeral march this year. Yeah, there's been a couple of clunkers in there, but, you know, even you go back to last Tuesday against Illinois, that was a game you were in for 35 minutes, right? And mm-hmm. led for, you know, a decent chunk of that game. You know, obviously Penn State, Penn State, that's probably one of the better looking games. I think Nebraska's had all season when you consider, when you consider, you know, the fact that it's a shorthanded team, they needed to win. They got off to a great start. They looked really good on offense. I mean, 72 points. That's the most points they've scored since Minnesota, but that game went to overtime. So you have to go back to the Queens game at the end of December for the last time Nebraska scored that many points in regulation. So it looked, it it just looked better that way. So I think, yeah, this month is going to have a lot to say, but if they continue on this trend where again, they're competitive. Um, they swipe a couple of these wins, you know, tonight, you know, I know tonight's, I think it's a double digit point spread and it is Michigan 11 or 12. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule this one out as being another, you know, another game where Nebraska could be in it. I think Wisconsin is gettable. Minnesota certainly is another win there. Um, and you know, who knows what you're going to run into when you get to Michigan state in the last regular season home game. And we saw what Nebraska did to Iowa the last time. So, I mean, you know, so it's it's basically they're, back they're, on the bubble is what you're saying. Got it. Okay, well, good. yeah. <laughs> hey, six and one, six and one makes it interesting. Oh, well, yeah. Six and one makes it very interesting. Yeah. Um, now, whether or not actually that's actually going to uh, happen is another story. Yeah, but I've seen this. But no, I think before. I think they'll I think they can put themselves in position where, you know, and listen, the only opinion that matters is Trev's, right? As, right. as far as what happened exactly. with Fred. But as far as the fans are concerned, and, and and I know Josh, I think Josh did a poll on us last week or two weeks ago after you came on oh, yeah. the show. What did that say? And, and it was still, pretty, I think it was over 65% supported, you know, keeping Fred around. So I think I think wow. right now, there's, a, there's I think there's enough positive sentiment. As Again, as long as the, the train doesn't completely come off the tracks, I think... I think they'll be fine, but you know, it, we will see. And I think tonight we'll have a large say in that because anytime you can go on the road in this league and steal one, um, that's that's eyebrow. Right? And so we, I, I think, if you taken that poll, and I don't remember, I know you guys took the poll about Frost at the end of what the twenty twenty one season, mm-hmm. and that was a huge conversation. And public sentiment, I think, public sentiment was actually higher to keep Frost than if I remember your numbers. It, it was, was like three it, yeah, quarters, right after he was it? retained. It was absolutely it was, but you know, it's a difference. You know, with football, it brings about, you know, different kind of emotions yeah. and, and and certainly Frost and his connections and everything, whereas, you know, Hoiberg doesn't have the same cachet among the football fan base as Hoiberg it's, and the basketball fan base. But It's just so weird because, like, I look at, I, I look at you know, you, you obviously cover the Big East closely. I look at that conference, and it's like a divided in half, like the haves and the have-nots, at least in terms of conference record. The Big Ten's crazy because you got Purdue at the top, and then you got Minnesota at the bottom, and then you kind of have a squishy middle of almost everybody else to some degree in that conference. Well, and it's, okay, second, second to thirteenth is separated by 
four and a half games. Yeah, like the seeds of the Big Ten Conference are so still in flux right now. And like, yeah, try and I mean, I guess Rutgers is actually they lost last night. They 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 are actually I think the second place team. But like, try and actually try and make a case for who the second place team in the Big Ten is, and it's really hard. Like week to week, totally separated by one game. That's crazy. And then, <laughs> and then, like in the Big East, one game. you between uh, between Connecticut and Villanova, you have like a four game gap <laughs> between those two. Yeah, it in your is. conference, it, 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 the, it, the conference is just incredibly balanced. Talking about the Big Ten, it's, it is incredibly balanced this year. Uh, I mean, you're going to have a lot of potentially mid seeded teams in the NCAA tournament because you know you're looking at overall records right now, Indiana. Uh, Illinois, Northwestern, they all have seven losses. Iowa, Rutgers, they have eight losses. Maryland's got eight losses. You're going to have a lot of teams in that five, six, seven, eight seed range in the Big Ten that are going to be a real pain in the you-know-what for some team in the second round when they're playing you know, one of the top four seeds. Because, right. I mean, this group is just really packed. Right now. And so, yeah, I know a lot of people look at AP poll and there's only, I think there's only three teams that are ranked, but it, it, you know, we, we all know that it all comes down to what happens in March. And of all the years for the Big Ten, maybe to end their, you know, two decade schneid on, you know, not winning a national championship, certainly Purdue is in that conversation and rightfully so. But there's a chance there, there might be a couple of those mid seated Big Ten teams that, you know, really upset the apple cart and, you know, create some real havoc for someone. Do you know what I'm realizing is that uh, now just totally changing topics but in, on the Super Bowl if 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 the Chiefs win this thing Mahomes is then tied in Super Bowls at a young age with John Elway with Peyton Manning with Roger Staubach with Eli Manning with Bob Greasy with Ben Roethlisberger like he is on a a trajectory if he could get this win a trajectory to have you just and and I, you, we obviously know this already about him, but it's going to get crazy just in terms of what a superstar he becomes in the league in terms of accomplishments at a young age. Because you think of those other guys, and most of them, I don't think any of those happened in nearly um, in nearly as short of a time span in terms of how long they were in the league. I mean, Joe Montana then has four, Bradshaw has four, um, uh, Aikman has three. Those sorts of things, but man, he's in that company right now, and I think he's younger than almost all of them were at that point. Well, yeah, I mean, Elway literally won his two at the very end. Yeah, of his, his career, last two, you know. Yeah, but uh, and the other question is going to be, you know, how long does Andy Reid stay at it, right? Because uh, that's really the combination. Now, I think Mahomes is Mahomes is you know special enough, like Brady was. Brady could go win one without Bill Belichick. I think Mahomes could go win one, you know, in the right situ- circumstance without Andy Reid, but. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs right now are in great position. And keep in mind, you know, they were in the Super Bowl two years ago. I know they got blown out by Tampa Bay, but a lot of that was because the Chiefs had offensive line issues. They had injuries up front. So, really, I mean, you're talking about the guy's been in three three out of the last four Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it wasn't his fault, you know, that they lost the one that they did. Now, who knows what's going to happen on Sunday. But, oh, absolutely. And Patrick Mahomes is is set up to be, you know, we always talk about who's going to be next, right? We just had Tom Brady retire. I mean, Mahomes is that that next heir apparent. Um, and, and winning on Sunday would go a long way to cementing his spot as the number one guy 
in the NFL and he's in Kansas City. I mean, I know Chiefs yeah. fans have been dreaming for a long time for something like this. He, they've got truly one of the special ones. Montana got Super Bowls in, I believe, year three and year five. So that's probably yes. that's probably the best. That's probably the best comment uh, uh, comparison, I would think. Yeah, um, and Brady too. I mean, Brady got you know three in his first six years. Oh it? yeah, I guess I was thinking Brady had a while, but he got him fairly. I always forget. God, he played so long. He was in that Carolina Panthers Super Bowl. Nobody, I forgot that. That, that and that was the second one. That was his second. That one. was two. What was the first? The was there a the Rams? Rams? Well, yeah. The Rams. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that was. The sorry, first one. how could I forget one of your favorite nights? Oh, it was just glorious. It was the best. And I thought in the moment, it was like, who is this guy? It's like another Trent Dilfer. You know, this fluke guy wins one game. Who had just won one, yeah. 23 years later, we finally get rid of him. And ironically enough, I don't know if you saw this, but Trent Dilfer is now being uh, critical of the current day quarterbacks because he thinks the rules have changed so much that it's a lot easier to be a good quarterback. Well, they have, but you still have to go out and play the games and you still have to win them. It's not like Tom Brady and... Aaron Rodgers are playing under different rules from Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. They're all playing yeah. by the same rules. I mean, greatness is all relative. That's why I hate to do the comparisons of, you know, who's who would have been better when because you've got to compare it to the contemporaries of the day mm-hmm. because those are the people who are playing under the same rules and the same schemes as as you are. And these, these guys are obviously the best at their craft. All right. Uh, good uh, Good luck calling the game in New Jersey. Safe travels back, and we will check in with you uh, next Wednesday. All right? See ya. There you go. John Bishop, former uh, co-host here on KLIM, voice of the Creighton Blue Jays, for 1620 The Zone. All right, we'll take a break. Wrap up the show for this on eight, uh, at 8.55 on KLIM. Urologist Malcolm Byron. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIM. All right, 29 degrees in the capital city. Mark Vale from the KLI Newsroom with an update on that situation at 58th and Holdridge. Yeah, it was uh, right in that area uh, east of East Campus, about 10, 12 blocks. One person has been taken into custody, uh, arrested uh, by Lincoln Police in the Lancaster County Sheriff's Office. Uh, Scanner Traffic said it was a man barricaded. He had multiple felonies and did have a gun, but he is uh, now in custody. So that situation appears to be diffused. Uh, thanks to law enforcement, and uh, should be getting going back to normal very soon if it isn't already. So seems glad seems to be cleared already. Thank you, Mark. Uh, says uh, Mark Vail from the KLIN Newsroom. All right. Hey, that is it for the show today. Tomorrow is a Ticket Thursday. Going to play some Generation Collaboration at State Tomorrow Nebraska Basketball Tickets against Wisconsin and tickets to see Toto and Journey here at Pinnacle Bank Arena. And plus, we'll talk to Greg Sharp and the Grow Lincoln team. We'll see you then. 9 o'clock, KLIN Lincoln.